inhaling frequencies are open. Welcome, welcome to the Infinite Potato Alliance. Welcome to That Star Trek Podcast. Are you out of your mind? Watch and learn. This is going to be awesome. This is your place for detailed analysis and speculation of all things Trek. You are stopping to the core. I can smell it on you. Join us as we dive into the newest content coming available, as well as retrospectives of the past series and films. Do we need a mutiny today to prove who we are? Now, on with the show. We've only just begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of that Star Trek podcast, your place for a detailed analysis and speculation of all things Trek. My name is Sean, and I'm from Alabama. I only work on the internet. Joining me tonight in the historic Infinite Potato Studio, we have Jen. How are you? I'm doing all right, and I also work in the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick is here as well. How are you doing, sir? Jolan True, y'all. <laughs> so tonight, we will be discussing the seventh episode of Star Trek Picard's second season, which was titled Monsters, written by Jane Maggs, directed by Joe Menendez, and the original air date was April 14th, 2022. Talin enters Picard's subconscious mind to help him wake from a, co- a uh, coma and face his deepest fears. Seven and Rafi search for Gerardi, fearing she succumbed to her inner monster, and Rio struggles to hide the truth about himself from Teresa. But that last no, part didn't. is yeah, this <laughs> la- that last part is not true. He didn't try to hide anything. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that so uh, unless you call beam me up a struggle <laughs> yeah hey you guys want to see something cool <laughs> uh, i think both peter parker and peter parker bruce wayne and tony stark all wanted to hide their their secret identity harder than rios did yeah yeah he he just he stepped on every butterfly between here and uh <laughs> here in the 24th century so um all right what do you guys think of the episode overall uh jen what about you uh, uh i'm kind of getting tired of the we have to know why certain characters are the way they are kind of episodes i'm i'm tired of a, a episode slash origin movie slash whatever it's like they're not really as bad or as good as we thought i, I, I this was one of those episodes so though i did like parts of it i the i mean it was interesting but i we didn't i don't think we really needed all this my opinion but i'm sure we'll get more into it all right rick what about you uh well okay i i don't know how much i've talked about my uh childhood on shows i don't think i go into it too much um this was a hard episode for me to watch uh, I understand why they're doing it. I now understand why Patrick Stewart came back because, you know, he was he was very known for saying that there was no reason to come back and reprise Picard because unless they came up with something really new. And delving into the character's past like this uh, is, is, you know, it's, it, it's 
you know the carrot on the stick for for an for any actor who you know wants to do that and, and you know who was notoriously sick of just sitting there saying engage he wanted to do something with the character and so i i dig with their you know why he's here for this um i kind of agree with jen i don't know why we need to watch it happen um you know uh i came from a couple of abusive households <laughs> with step parents that uh my dad was great my dad and my mom split up for amicable reasons uh, there was no abuse there whatsoever, but uh, uh, her second husband was terrible, and uh, uh, I don't need to go into the details of it. But um, so any any storyline like this is hard for me to watch. Uh, I kind of dig that uh, that at, I'm not sure I buy the uh, no. I wasn't the monster; she was crazy. Pardon me for paraphrasing in a kind of insensitive way, but um, it's. You know, I, I, I don't know what they're doing with this. Um, I don't mind seeing where Picard came from uh, too much. Uh, I think that I'm getting really tired of the goddamn mystery boxes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm running out of patience for trying to figure out what the hell's happening this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've put up with it, put up with this, maybe, maybe too strong a word, but, uh, you know, this, we're now into what, we've got three seasons, four seasons of Discovery, two seasons of Picard, uh, where they've been doing this, where it's, it's, it's this, I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on the shows, because I, I love the shows, I love the characters, for the most part, the writing is good, I'm just really getting freaking sick of each series or each season being a let's figure out the riddle. Let's just tell some stories. Yeah, same. Um, I think that, but that, I think that's just the product of 21st century television. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't disagree I'm at all. T- I'm tired of it. Actually, I'm. I'm. It is. It. it you're right. It is a, a recent development to keep people interested in watching. I get it. It's just they need to come up with a new formula. Yeah. That being said, I didn't dislike the episode. I'm just, I'm kind of exhausted of trying to keep up with what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it, it it made me think of, uh, I, I've known some people that grew up with um, parents, a, a, a parent that was bipolar. And they really do have memories of that parent just being fantastic because they have these they have these really high highs and then they had the really low lows. Yeah. And, um, and, but when they have those highs, I mean, when they're manic, they're a lot of fun, you know, mm-hmm. just, you're not going to school today. We're going to Disney world, you know, just, just on a whim, that kind of stuff. And, um, and they remember that. And some of the, some of the really bad stuff kind of gets pushed back into the subconscious and they don't remember some of that stuff until later on. So I can see, uh, that happening with picard and i think that with with a series that i mean it's it's called picard so i think that they have to work in something about his personal character picard hasn't really had a whole lot to do this season there's been a lot of stuff going on around him and he hasn't really been hands-on for much he's had a lot of conversations (laughs) you know (laughs) but um I didn't. Okay, so I saw a lot of people online hating on this episode 
and all the points that they made, I can't argue with them. But overall, I enjoyed the episode. And I think it was because I kind of figured what kind of episode it was going to be before I ever watched it. We had hints last week that this was going to be some kind of a subconscious cerebral, you know, episode like we had TNG did it a lot in the last, in the last couple of seasons, you know, going into somebody's mind or going into data's mind or, or the enterprise is having a dream and we're on the holodeck and all that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> they did that a lot on TNG. So I kind of thought that that Reverted was form station. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I kind of city. I kind of thought <laughs> that that's where they were going. And it is where they went. So I uh, so I think that just knowing that before the episode started kind of prepared me for what I was going to see. And I wasn't expecting a whole lot of um, story to actually happen. I figured this was going to be kind of a spin your wheels kind of episode. But it was but it, I mean, but everything I saw interested me, you know, it interested me enough that I didn't hate the episode. It was a lot. It was better than the uh two of one that came out the week before that, that's true that's true um i i do think that this is further solidifying my belief that uh you know you couple the the um the the the, the, the i dream of genie bottle not working and rios handing the neural stabilizer to the doctor what's her name just Teresa, because you know yeah all she did was point it at his brain <laughs> she didn't have to use it any more than he did i i think that what we're looking at you know and you know for all my bitching about having to figure this out i've of course been trying to figure it out and that's kind of why i'm exhausted um you know i really think that this reality is not real because you know it, it reminded me a lot of uh, specter of the gun from tos Mm-hmm. where the, the, the Melkotians were trying to kill Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty, and Chekhov um, by putting them into a, 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 the, the Old West where Spock figured out if they didn't believe any of it, nothing, none of it would hurt them. That was a um, And they episode. figured that out because, <laughs> because things that should have happened, should, you know, like they made a, a, a tranquilizer grenade and it didn't work. And Spock's like, there is no reason why this shouldn't have knocked Scotty out. Therefore, yeah. none of this is real. Um, I think I think we're in a similar situation here where reality is malleable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do have to say that the the Picard storyline I found interesting. The Gerardian, I mean the the well, the Gerardi storyline, the seven and Rafi storyline was okay. It was uh it was, I mean, it was the only part of the episode that actually moved the plot forward a little bit um the rios stuff was stupid i mean everything that happened in that in in that clinic was just dumb and uh um i mean there was a couple of lines that i loved but other than that it was uh i mean you might as well have gone back in time to the 15th century and handed somebody an iphone and told them to use it I was like, yeah, yeah. you asked Rafi to send that to you. Why didn't you use it? And you turn around and hand it to her and say, here, I trust you. <laughs> Why are you trusting me? I've never seen this thing before in my life. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So let's uh let's dig into the plot a little bit. So the episode opens and Picard's uh we see Picard wearing a tuxedo and he's seated across from a Starfleet psychiatrist. The first thing it's that totally you notice, not Bashir. 
You know totally what? Totally not and, and, this year, yeah. Okay, so when you said that, so it was, it was, what's his name? James, Ka- is it Callis? James Callis, who was Baltar Bal- on. Baltar. Yeah, yeah. Galactica, the newer so, one. He's playing the psychiatrist. And you, you when you said that that you thought it was Bashu, you thought it was Alexander Sadig when you saw it. You're not the only person that said that. I saw that everywhere. I, d- I did too. I, I was like, is that is that a Bashir hologram? Maybe no. Well, I, oh I, I spent the whole episode going, wow, time's been rough on Sidig. Yeah, well, time has been rough on him. I mean, if you've seen his picture, yeah. Actually, yeah. But um no worse than any of us, but uh, I didn't okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not I didn't see it, but I'm not bragging that I didn't see it. I mean, I I knew who I didn't know who it was. I I'm not a battle circle like person but um but i saw tons of people online they even memes coming out of pictures of him and underneath it says not alexander sadig <laughs> I, know, I, so. I thought it was bashir because i mean they look enough alike you know mm. they, they could be they could be cousins or brothers they're not i mean they're not twins or anything but they're they're alike enough that you know i haven't seen a picture of alexander sadig for you know 15 years or so i think the last thing i saw him in was was that orlando bloom medieval movie um no he was oh, in the he was in the, um, no, he's been in a bunch of TV uh, well, shows. I, I didn't say he wasn't i said the last thing i saw him in he was in the, the deep space nine dot <laughs> yeah okay um but still i i don't think that it was it i was you know i thought i had no reason to think it wasn't him and he was, and they're similar enough in type that, I, you know, a lot of people look very similar until they hit a certain age and then they change a lot in a few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, 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 I do not feel in any way guilty. What? Whoops. What happened? Yeah. That's yeah. a recent picture of, well, I recently, I mean, he showed up in a lot of stuff. He was in Gotham. He was in Game of Thrones. He was recently in the Foundation series as a cameo. Yeah, didn't see any of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he was in Game of Thrones. He was in like one episode and got murdered. <laughs> uh, he was in like two or three, but yeah. He got, he got dispatched rather quickly, as people often do on Game of Thrones. But I stopped watching after the second season. So uh... yeah, he was in like season four or five. But the uniform yeah. that he's wearing, a lot of people were talking about the uniform, saying it was a Deep Space Nine uniform. That wasn't it a looked Deep like Space Nine. No. It wasn't because it didn't have that. Well, it wasn't a um, a Deep Space Nine uniform because their uniforms had the color up tight. It wasn't it wasn't the gray shoulders. And then it wasn't a um, like an insurrection uniform because it didn't have the quilted area mm-hmm. up here, you know. So it's something between uh, Nemesis and that that flashback from Picard season one, that flashback that they right, had is right, somewhere right, in right. between there. I thought it was similar to the you remember the jacket that he used to wear on T on TNG? Yeah. Similar to that jacket, but gray. Yeah, the uh uh memory alpha saying it was a uniform from the early 2370s. So that would have been a year or two after uh Nemesis. So uh, anyway, he appears he, to be going uh, undergoing a routine psychological evaluation, and the psychiatrist is uh, telling, you know, recalls that Picard was humoring him, and that the last thing Picard had said was that he had a uh, fear of enclosed spaces. There's a lot of uncharacteristic animosity going on from Picard in this in these scenes, and um, 
the, the psychiatrist asked him to you know tell him a story so he starts telling him a story about this uh about this queen and, and this prince and they're being chased by a monster and all this kind of stuff and uh the the scene kind of takes place in like this fantasy version of chateau picard and you know his his mother is dressed up as the queen and she and he's telling a story about her telling a story <laughs> to to young jean Luca, uh, and he's dressed as a prince and he's got a crown on and all that kind of stuff so uh so yeah this um this monster starts chasing them and and then uh, i think that's where we cut to the uh opening credits rafi and seven are at the clinic and they get ready to head back to the ship because they want to look for Girardi's comm signal these people are so careless with their comm badges <laughs> so they go and do that and rio stays with picard and she and he tells uh Talin that um are you sure your jury rig mind melt thing will work? And she says, no, not in the slightest. And then she puts that thing on and it's got a point and on it. It's got ear. a point in the ear. I'm like, oh, come on, people. Yeah. I laughed. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and we'll get into later the big reveal that we get towards the end of the episode. But when I saw that, I laughed. And um, and my wife was like, what's so funny? It's like, well, the thing's got a point on the ear because, you know, she's supposed to be like the woman from the future and the woman from the future is Romulan and all that kind of stuff. So. Returning to the La Serena, Rafi expresses her distaste at the idea of Girardi and Rios getting back together. She says she quit the gang if that happened. And Seven kind of laughs and, and Rafi says that, that we're totally different. We're the main event. They're, you know, they're the they're the side story <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. It's like, well, I mean, actually... We nobody knew that you were a couple until the last episode of last right? season. Right? Like yeah, they were okay. yeah. Well, they don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about themselves like they're in a story. And it's like, we're the main event. <laughs> John, what'd you think of this episode? Uh okay, remind me, which episode is this? <laughs> Monsters. Monsters. Episode seven. What happened? What happened in the episode? The, we're inside Picard's mind and we're seeing. Oh, the... got it. Um, I liked it. I, I I liked it. It is. It is. I mean, we knew it was coming pretty much from the start of the season. We knew that there was going to be some deep psychological issue that he'd have to go through or uncover or whatever. Um, I like the kind of twist where, you know, she's not as good as you thought. He's not as bad as you thought. Um, acting, of course, was good. I didn't like. Are, are, are we? I just want my general impressions. Are we going? Yeah. To the, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're 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 going and we've started going into the plot, but I'm going to let you go ahead and do your general impressions now. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, for the most part, I liked it. For the most part, I liked it. Uh, I do have a have a question. Uh, so Chateau Picard, is it normal for? French homes to sit on top of a labyrinth of tunnels. <laughs> well, he he mentioned that at the beginning that the, that they hid in the tunnels during World War II, mm-hmm. and just an endless uh, an endless array of tunnels that you know. Well, it's he, a dream. Well, it's it's yeah. I was about to say. No, he said he, well, no, he no. says later <laughs> that his father. I mean, in real life, his father told him, "Don't go down there. I, I'll never find you. You get lost down there. I'll never find you." Well, I don't think it's an endless array, but I think it's enough that if, you know, if there was a child hiding, he wouldn't, you know, it would take him a long time to find him. 
And, and yeah. remember, you know, we're talking places that have been occupied for literally thousands of years. Yeah. Um, you know, England is riddled with tunnels, some natural, some man-made. Uh, I just, I, I have a different question. Been. I have a different question. Why is it always night there? <laughs> well, that, I think that was part of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like every episode they show, like the ship or the chateau, it's always nighttime. Like, Why? <laughs> that's when all the cool stuff happens uh, <laughs> oh, wait i think it's uh, yeah it was it was the next night yeah it, this wasn't the same no, night no, that they no. crashed the the ship yeah the mission no, 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 episode no no i know it's not the same night they crashed the ship but from the time from the party until now is basically that's like that, that was all continuous no that's the next this is the next day because that was uh because uh picard was at the clinic and it was morning when she um, when Teresa came back to the clinic after she went to go she get said her. It was the middle of the stuff. night. She yeah. yeah. So this is the next. I'm not disagreeing. We're saying the same thing. Okay. Just... okay. <laughs> and, and one of the things you, you didn't hear me say earlier is I really think that this entire reality is not real. I think that our our players are real. You know, I don't think we're gonna. I, I don't think we're gonna at the end of the episode at the end of the season find out that Picard was the only one who was really there. But I think that everything that's going on is a construct because time is like unclear and things that are supposed to work don't and things that aren't supposed to work do. And uh, everybody's got, tran- you know, the transmissions are on the steering wheel. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave is here. How's it going, Dave? Hey man, sorry I'm late. No, yeah. you're you're good. What'd you think of the what'd you think I of the episode? Was late. I didn't apologize at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am sorry. I was stranded. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I didn't care for it too much. I did like that they brought up the uh the guy in hands thing, but <laughs> yeah. uh I, <laughs> and I loved that you know we got this idea that maybe I don't know if that voice coming out of Guinan was supposed to be like the true voice of the Alorians or the true voice of the Q or, you know, I don't know, but it, it was cool and it was mystical. And uh, I would like more though. I am a little iffy about whether or not I want a whole lot more. Like I don't want a full explanation. I don't think because then they always ruin that, but yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I just want like a hint that there is more to it somehow. Like, uh but yeah you know i all the stuff inside of uh picard's head was it was fine um i'm not hung up on the fact that he doesn't remember robert or what i don't think it's that he doesn't remember him he's just wasn't pertinent to that memory <laughs> yeah um yeah because he was that's his older brother right wasn't yeah i thought the younger yes. brother mm-hmm. yep yeah that's yeah i didn't even think about mm-hmm. that why <laughs> why where's his brother <laughs> Oh, okay, man. everybody's been talking about that on the internet. So <laughs> no, everything, yeah, every, everything that I saw, sister too. everything that yeah, I saw is uh, people arguing about whether or not it was Alexander Sadig as the psychiatrist. No, how's <laughs> that an argument? It's just not. No, not an it's argument. Not. I was wrong. I thought it was. <laughs> no, I'm not, I saw it wasn't. I was like, that's what, right, I'm not gonna argue I, it. It's in, not just you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Defense, it's not just you. It's like fifty percent of the people. Yeah, that I've I thought seen when it, when he first appeared, I thought it was too. And then and then like and then they as the scene went on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so Seven initiates the scan for Gerardi's uh, com badge, but then her controls go blank underneath her hands, and the ship's uh, optical 
data network kicks her out and shows her an encryption on the controls. And, and she instantly recognizes that as being Borg in origin, which of course means that the Borg queen has taken control of Jurati and killed her. <laughs> but no, it killed her. But that, is killing her. <laughs> yeah. It's killing her. Uh, so Taking the, over. Yeah. You see now that that's another thing that that's another thing that I think shows that this reality is not necessarily real because Seven doesn't have her implants anymore, but she's every bit as as smart as she was before. As you know, Annika can access her Borg information just as well as Seven could. She didn't access necessarily any Borg information. She recognized those are Borg characters. I can recognize Russian. That doesn't mean I'm going to read it. <laughs> I don't. Although think, she probably could read it. I never. I, I don't <laughs> think that. Um, I never thought that Seven's implants, that the ones that she still had, were. Uh, making her smarter. I always thought that they were just keeping her alive because it was just something that they couldn't remove. That was as much, they had gotten out as much Borg as they could. Well, at the beginning of the season, didn't she have trouble making a calculation and have to do it like on the mirror? Wasn't that what well, that, was that was to prove she wasn't dreaming. Yeah, that was to prove yeah, she oh, wasn't right, dreaming. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was a, I can't remember what it was, but it's like some theorem proof. That, well, I mean, know, I mean, because if, if you're, you're, you're going to you're you're be a Starfleet do. officer, you have to be like a super smart scientist because <laughs> she didn't do anything super smart like i mean i think she is very smart but i didn't see her do anything that i wouldn't expect someone who flies a spaceship to how to do yeah i i just took it that she just recognized it as being bored uh i don't know that yeah. she wouldn't be able to read it i mean i would think that that would be something that would just be part of her now and like again my theory was always that the fact that her Borg implants are not there are just is just like some kind of an illusion. And she's still the same seven in my mind. They're just we just she just can't see her uh implants because she's that's, been that's quantum leaked. kind of what I just said though. I said there, there's no difference between seven and nine and Annika Hansen. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, she's become she's become more Anakin over I mean Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> she really are going star wars more of herself oh yeah i am wearing my star wars shirt uh okay so um back at the clinic talon uh attaches this device to picard's head that allows her to access her his uh his mind and she goes into his subconscious and she appears in all the the tunnels underneath the fantasy chateau picard and uh, and then we see Picard. Wait, sorry, I don't. Sorry to interrupt. Can you guys hear my headphones making all kinds of clicky noises? Yes, mm-hmm. I can. I don't know why all of a sudden they're making all this noise. Sorry, <laughs> I no, hear I some don't... kind of interference. I don't know what it is. I just it was only when you're talking. So hmm. I don't know what it was. I figured it was you. It's just me talking. It's just <laughs> it's always you, Rick. <laughs> Um, to be fair, I'll that's mostly what I hear anyway is a bunch of buzzing and clicking when you're talking anyway. <laughs> I spent too much time in cetacean ops. <laughs> so back in the song. Uh, back in the psychiatrist's <laughs> office, as soon as um, as soon as Talian, uh, I know I'm saying her name wrong, but whatever. Uh, as soon as she comes into the picture, Picard automatically knows that something's different. And uh, he says to the psychiatrist that, you know, he's fine. He admits that he didn't think Starfleet employed such people anymore. To which the, the psychiatrist sarcastically calls Starfleet judge and jury of all things meritorious. Uh, 
and but at the same time talian is uh exploring all the dungeons of the of the subconscious and she keeps hearing the the voice echoing from moments of his life she hears lacutus of borg uh and she hears the the monster in the shadows growling she spots the younger jean Luc, and um he tells her that he can't leave because his mother told him to stay if they were ever separated so she points out that he was the only one down there and offers to help get him unstuck. Is this the point where his foot is stuck in the uh, in the wooden? No, uh, in well real life, his foot was stuck in the wood. But in yeah. his dream, it's like he was he was he's just chained. standing there. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, so the 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 psychiatrist admits that he had been warned that Picard was stubborn. So Picard gets really furious about this and says that uh, you've been people have been telling you things about me. <laughs> and uh and that's when he he starts to kind of realize that the situation is not real and he demands to know who the psychiatrist actually is so we get this this reveal that the psychiatrist is actually like a manifestation of picard's father maurice um which i think we've only seen maurice picard one time right and it was a vision right in the next i think generation. that was his mom Did that we was see his a- mom didn't we see a vision of, of his father like telling him that you're no good and all that kind of stuff in an episode of uh, uh, I think he, he described it because I watched the, the ready room. I don't remember if there was an actual scene where you see his father but Picard is talking about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, he basically says that. Yeah. So he remi- the, vision, of the, ready room, the vision was his mom. I haven't seen the one for this episode yet but the one and, and I, I can't remember her name. The, the, the woman who plays young Guinan. Mm-hmm her episode is amazing. She is incredible. And I guess because she's not one of the original cast, Wheaton kind of pulls back on the gush a bit and just has a conversation with her. Yeah. And <laughs> she, she's just really cool. I, I, a lot of times when they've got actors on, I kind of fade out about halfway through because they start talking acting and I get mm-hmm. bored and I drift mm-hmm. away, but she's really cool. I, I enjoyed listening to her. <laughs> Yeah, I do that too. And it's what's weird is like I could sit and watch hours of the actor studio inside the actor studio or whatever behind that, whatever right. it was with James Lipton. I can watch that for hours. But like when it's on stuff like the ready room, I'm just like, no, oh, it's not one of the writers. Yeah, when they got a writer or producer or <laughs> effects guy or something on, then I'm all I'm all in. Well, because I'd love to know how they did it. Yeah. Because yeah. Will Wheaton is not asking them stuff like if you were a hostess snack cake. <laughs> and and i'll and i'll say this at the risk of tiptoeing right up to the edge of objectification it's clear she never skips arm day and damn but <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think it's objectification if you just go good for you get it girl <laughs> hashtag get it cash that check <laughs> all right uh back at the clinic that's this is the <laughs> The, the one part of the episode that I did not enjoy was anything that happened at the clinic with uh, Rios, except, <laughs> except for except for the one line where he says, no, I'm from Chile. I was just working outer space. I was like, uh-huh. the, the total voyage home. Uh-huh. Call back, it. whatever. I get that. Star Trek four. Yeah. Now, at the same time, that's enough. Stop. Stop referring to Star Trek four. That's enough. <laughs> I wonder how many times they've referenced uh, Voyager's flashback or, you know, back at time episodes and we just haven't gotten it because we never cared. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if Sarah Silverman does a cameo, I'm, 
<laughs> hey, I'm just waiting for next episode. They start talking about nuclear vessels. That's, I mean, if Sarah, <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking that Sarah Silverman would show up at some point. I think if she was going to, she would have done it by now. But um, I think if she was going to, the whole world would have heard about it by now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too. Yeah, I just want her. I do kind of want her to show up for just a second and be like, "Let me guess, you guys are for the future." Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> uh, it's a long story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've got that starship smell about you. <laughs> but uh, so Teresa comes back to the clinic. She's got her son with her. And he's got on a space helmet and he's carrying this toy rocket around and she's asking how Picard's doing. And of course, when she, when she walks in he says, okay, keep an open mind. And <laughs> she walks in and Picard's just like having a seizure <laughs> on the table. And uh, he's like, I told you to have an open mind. <laughs> so um, Rios just starts like slowly walking toward her. And she says, why are you walking towards me? Like a serial killer. Right now? <laughs> I actually found that funny. <laughs> Um. Okay, so, and Talin is also having kind of some convul- convulsions and things too. So, well, the white eyeballs don't exactly help the, the whole yeah. tableau either. Yeah. Um. Because at, at the same time, they keep cutting back and forth, and we see what's going on inside Picard's mind, and the, the 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 creature is strangling her, and saying that it was not her journey; she didn't belong there, and she headbutts the creature and gets the chains off and all that kind of stuff. So, um. Picard's not responding to medication. And so Teresa said that he needs to be taken to a hospital, but she, because she wasn't equipped for what was going on and um, throwing caution completely to the wind. And just like I said, Rio stomped on every butterfly in the, in the 21st century. Um, <laughs> you have to have caution before you can throw it to the wind. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls out his comm badge and he calls Rafi and just says, well, he turns his back. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. fine. And what he says is, he says, that's universally hell in television. If you turn your back or take yes. two steps over, it's like a stage no whisper. one can hear no, you. Yeah. No one can hear you. <laughs> and he says, Rafi, I need something. I need some kind of a neural stabilizer. And then she beams this thing into his hand that I'm assuming he's never seen before. And he turns around and says, Here, it's a neural oscillator. How do you know what it is? <laughs> Here's my thing it's a barbecue fork. I'm <laughs> fine with him knowing that it's a neural oscillator. As far as we know, that's like me recognizing, you know, a syringe. I can't, you know, yeah. have a basic understanding of it. But why would he give it to the person who has no idea what it is? Here, go mess with their brains. I didn't yeah. even see a button. How does she know what button does what? It literally had one button on it. Yeah, okay. I was. I was, I was it was like a laser this. pointer. I don't know how it works, but I know how to. <laughs> I know how to make the cat. Jump then why around. would he give it to her if it's if it's if all you have is a button? Well, how does she do know I, that she was? Do I need how, to press the button? Depending on the, st- do I need to? If they're more upset, do I press it more? Well, how does she know ra- that she wasn't supposed to put it on his head or put yeah, it, it looks curved head, like you put it on his head or but, stick it in his ear? Well, first, first of all, I'd, I'd looked, probably try to scan him with it because that's what I see on sci-fi movies. It yeah. looked like a stun gun, so I wouldn't put it to someone's head. Actual touch them. If she had but, just said, "How do I use this?" And he's like, it's very simple. Just press it here. Um, if, if you see the, if that starts to go wonky, then you press it. I trust you. That would have been fine. But, but he, he just gives died. it to her. Yeah. And she's like, go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think he correctly ascertained that if he had tried to just go up and do it, she would have been like, wait, don't you, I'm not going to let you do it. I'm fine with that. But the fact that there was <laughs> he just no explanation. It to her. 
The fact that there's no explanation. Well, I was I was kind of talking about that before you guys came on. That um, this is kind of like going back in time to the 15th century and handing somebody an iPhone and saying, "Here, make a call." (laughs) You know, uh, what's a what's a phone? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Teresa asked, "Am I about to kill him?" And Rios is. I'm not a doctor. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Okay. laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But Sounds I like a new you. problem. <laughs> well, I think I think really what we needed was a cantankerous old doctor from the future to run in and just be like, damn it, man. This is the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Building holes in his head on the inside. Oh. <laughs> And then to Anna and comes the dark in. ages. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does it does stabilize Picard, and that's when uh, she asks she asks him if uh, are you from outer space, and he says I'm I'm from Chile. I just work in outer space. Um, and uh, and then we see back inside the dungeon, Talian and the prince find the door back to the house. She kicks the door open, and then you know they proceed in together. So. Seven is making progress with the encryption and she checks the uh, security logs to see when the last introduction of Borg code had taken place. And the image shows Gerardi still dressed for the gala in her red dress, which that, there's been a, a lot of people talking online. They said that in, in last week's episode that whenever they did the um, 30 minutes earlier, 20 minutes earlier, whatever, that the font that they used was from Battlestar Galactica. It kept changing. Oh, I wasn't sure. And then Callus was in this episode and Gerardi was in a red dress. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of Battlestar Galactica uh, crossover here. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, okay. I, I've seen like two episodes of Battlestar Galactica. If Ron Moore was writing this, I might. I know, right? <laughs> he was a writer on... TNG and DS9, so. I, but he's not am, on this. I am fine with it being an homage because she's a robot lady now, and it's a kind thing, of. So he's a, <laughs> that's fine, but I don't think it's you know relevant to the plot. But you know, yeah. if you want to be a cute little Easter egg, yeah, hey, we I, like BS, we like Battlestar Galactica. That's fine. I, I would trade the Easter eggs for Ron Moore actually writing. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> also that. So. um they they see uh they see in this in this video that she's uh she goes into this uh bar where Patrick Stewart's wife is singing. Yeah, I was like, that's her. That's his new. That's his new wife. Yeah. And uh, and no, she's just... not exactly new. They've been married for a few years. Now. Well, yeah. I mean, his latest. He's been married a few times. Okay. There's no good way to say it. <laughs> it's his wife. Just his wife. That's probably the best. <laughs> It's his latest wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> she she busts fresh wife. She busts the window wife. out, and uh, what and, a cad! Uh, eventually, Seven hypothesizes that the reason she busted the window out was because she was trying to uh, create endorphins, and the endorphins are going to help her take over Gerardi's body more. And when she's fully able to take over. Then she'll be able to take over the world. <laughs> so that that I was like, okay, I, I kind of dig, you know, the, the board queen is just kind of taking Gerardi out for a joyride and just doing whatever she wants and and it feels good. Okay. But seven gets off on throwing a beer bottle on the ground and realizes that's what's happening. <laughs> uh I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, think it was, I didn't get that either. I mean, I, I don't, can... I don't, I don't. I, I was listening to the 
to the last episode. I, I, I got all sorts of notes about the stuff you guys said, but we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back to that. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like if, if I, I, I actually really like the, I have to stimulate her endorphins for to take control. I like, I like that aspect of it a lot. So, uh, I mean, it's not just a drawer vibe because she's stuck with no legs and now she's got legs. It was like, there's a reason. Um, but yeah, I don't, if she, if she looked at a broken, I'm just rewriting this whole episode. Here's what they should have done. <laughs> but if she had like looked at a broken glass bottle in the thing, or, or I don't know, I, I don't even know if she needs that. Like if they could have just been spitballing ideas as to why she would do it. And then they, and then she remembers, oh, endorphins. Yeah, it would have made more sense if she just saw the broken glass and thought, hey, you know that feeling that you get when you're frustrated about and then you just break something. But to like test it, I was like, I have to break a bottle to see if it feels good. <laughs> yes, that does feel good. <laughs> well, if it was Enterprise, yeah, that's endorphins, all right. <laughs> if it was Enterprise, she'd just be having sex with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Rafi, come here. I got to test the hypothesis. Rubbing the get the gel, the gel all over each other. Yeah, we've got so much security footage of Gerardi sleeping with various people on the street. (laughs) Why Um, is she rubbing decontamination gel on them? Where did she get all that decontamination? Decam- <laughs> oh, it was like one episode, right? Did they just do that one time? No, <laughs> like they, the did, they did it no, they did several times. They did all the time. Where did John Billingsley come from? Why is he watching them? <laughs> <laughs> and doing Mr. this. Mr. Tucker, would you please put that on a little slower? <laughs> Who let Porthos in? Oh, God. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Like I said, we, we we find out that the psychiatrist is Maurice Picard, or at least a manifestation of him, and that the memory that Picard is having of his mother running from the monster and trying to protect him is actually her having like a bipolar man, a, a manic episode, and um, and his father trying to subdue her and keep her from hurting him herself or Picard. And okay, just just out of curiosity, where where are you getting bipolar from? I'm I'm getting more of a of a schizophrenic episode. Well, I think feel. he said I could be wrong, but I thought he said manic. Yeah, um, just just I mean I'm I'm not a psychiatrist, but I'm just I've I've, no, I've known some I've known some people that had uh, bipolar disorder and people that grew up with bipolar parents, and they kind of describe these manic episodes. You know, yeah, and I, I, it, it, I that's kind of that's what it like struck me. Six as. Months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. OK. Um, you know, we're in the future by this point. You know, I think first contact said within 50 years, all this, you know, disease and stuff is gone. So or for the most part. So does that translate over to mental health as well? Like and, you know, Guinan was or not Guinan. Um, what's her face? Uh gary seven lady was like hey there's something else here do you think that it was like jean-luc's dad's maurice's uh aversion to technology that we know about from tng oh that stopped them from being able to actually get her health like uh, her or health? him because remember he mm. also had you know mental because well, in, in he, uh... said, he said he tried and she refused yeah, I, I would think that in the 24th century there would be a better option than just locking her away somewhere. Well, in mm-hmm. in the episode, um, 
uh, oh, hell, why am I blanking on the, with the Tantalus Colony and Dr. Van Gelder? I can remember every freaking detail except the name of the episode, TOS. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I'm Helen Noel. Uh, <laughs> if I tell you to stop trying to remember, would you? Oh, oh, oh wait, actually, no, I'm, I'm in the wrong episode. Same, same, uh, 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 Whom Gods Destroy with Garth of Izar. They say that there are only mm-hmm. like 10 incurably insane criminals left in the whole galaxy or, or some, some similar hyperboles. They're, they're, they're essentially implying that almost all mental illness has been cured by Star Trek. Oh, you're Trek talking time. about the one where they're in the, they're in the asylum and, yeah. and Yvonne Craig is there and yeah. Green. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one is, is whom gods destroy. Yeah. Um, I, I get the sense that you know, they may there may be treatment and there may be cures for everything. Dagger of the mean, mind was the first one. <laughs> yeah, dagger was that, the that mind. doesn't mean that like I saw the I, chair. I, I, I wouldn't imagine <laughs> they force people to take it. So if yeah. I if I if I have a condition, I just flat out refuse to get help. Then like on Earth, they're probably not gonna make me. The Federation just, is sort of all about consent. They just put you away like Janice Lester. Yeah. Sure. No. Sure. Oh, there, no. Yeah. 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 You can't be a captain because you're a woman. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe because she's psycho. But you <laughs> Um, Picard regains consciousness, and Talen also re- returns to her own mind. Okay, so to prove to Teresa that he's a good guy, Rios just beams everybody up to the La Serena. He's like, "Hey." Cool. Hey, you got you guys want to see something cool? Watch this for a penny. <laughs> Came <them> up. <laughs> let's be let's be honest though. That's what we wanted to see. Yeah, it just made no sense. It just made no sense that from the very first episode of the season, they're talking about not making changes to the timeline, and now oh, let's just beam them up to the ship. Here we are. I think Look. he's figured out that none of this shit is real, and it doesn't matter what he does. And, I mean, Rios has been from the from the beginning when he was in the jail cell. He just described to a guard everything. I like, think he said <laughs> something like "screw butterflies" when he went back to help her. Like he he yeah. he, he yeah. called it like he he laid his path on episode. I mean, two or they they were even kind of having like the define the relationship talk a little bit, where he's just saying, "Yeah, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I want to be around." Let's now, I did like the go. I did like the little kids saying, "I'm going to go touch everything." Yeah, <laughs> because I, I, I would mean, probably say the same thing. Yeah, so are, we th- are we thinking that he's gonna try to bring her with them, or is he gonna well, try to stay behind? Have to bring the kid too. I mean, oh, let him. Stay. I think it's going to be a tearful goodbye. I, I, like I think it. the I think the kid's gonna wind up flying the ship, and he's gonna say, "Now this is pod racing." <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay, if Rio stays behind. If this version of Rio stays behind, they fix the timeline, they go to the future. Does he Rios just become like his own great great grandfather? Yeah, or does he... if he's, it's it's the and his uh... name is Watley. And is there is he <laughs> is there now a, a secondary Rios who's still on the Stargazer who was never affected, who never went back I, in time? Here's what I think. I think it is I don't think he's going to stay. Because even if he wants to stay, like no one would let him because that would ruin everything. Oh, Robbie th- would kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, they would they would straight up knock him out and drag him back to the future. <laughs> what I think might happen is he might stay and you know, he might stay in the past, um, in this alternate history. And then when the ship, the original first episode ship comes through that's got the 
new Jurati board queen, we're thinking he might be on that ship too. So they might both be delivered back to the future mm. present at the same time. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Um, okay. So I want to talk about Picard going to see Guinan. So, so he, after he wakes up, he, he has a conversation with Talyn and she reveals that she's actually Romulan, you know, she said, Oh yeah, I want to show you something. And she's just like, like, which I got, I figured that out already in the other episode where they were in her apartment house, whatever you could see Romulan stuff in her, in her room. I was like, Oh, she's actually a Romulan. Either she actually is Laris or she's like Laris's mother or something. Well, she, I mean, like I said, in the last episode, the closed captioning gave away that she cursed in Romulan. Um, Yeah. They didn't, they never, if you didn't watch it with a closed captioning, you didn't know that unless you just mm-hmm. speak Romulan. <laughs> you know? But uh, I actually know a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, so yeah, she is Romulan. But but then the, the next thing that she says makes me think, why did they even say that? Because it's got to have some, it's got to play into it somehow that she says that now that she's uh, like turned that off, she can't turn it back on for eight hours or something like that. What and a so shitty she has technology. To, she has right? to, she has to hide her ear or what. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what? Why would they even do that? Like, Unless they post holiday. No, you you got whatever. Well, she so. has future tech. I mean, she's in the past, but she has future tech. That's I've saying. seen people with pointy ears before, and I don't go. Just like, well, and plus, in this in this age of like, there's people who give themselves fangs and tails, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and bumps on their heads and stuff. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah. And it honestly, was, besides, it's, it's, all she needs to do is get a knit cap, and she's good. I mean, she literally she just, just put her, her hair, hair out. Right? I mean, like, why even it was, lie? It was a weird thing to make. She could have just said, "Actually, I'm on without having to turn off her one ear cloak, her one pill a day." Yeah. And once again, we're stuck with a oh, you could be an ancestor. Okay, so an ancestor looks like okay, all right. Like it would, I can make it work with Soong, you know, just genetically manipulating all of his quote unquote heirs, but that's it's another reason why I think that this reality is gonna there's a huge reset button coming at the end, and this is all gonna go away. It's never gonna I, happen. I agree with you that there's a huge reset button, but yeah. I don't think this is all you know a Q holodeck. I don't I don't think it's our Q. I, I'm just I feel like Morky is over here going, What is reality? Yeah. <laughs> what you can see, touch, <laughs> smell. <laughs> Getting all Descartes on us here. Okay. Okay, so that scorched the sky. <laughs> so she, um, Picard remembers, you know, his mother said that, uh, there has there is no better teacher than one's enemy. So he realizes that he's that been letting the, uh, Lao Tzu, uh, art of war. Yeah, <laughs> she, I think you're Sun Tzu, but okay, Sun Tzu, yeah. Sun Tzu. <laughs> he realizes that he's been letting Q control all the lessons, and he, he says that, uh, you know this late in his life for Q to be coming back and still be so obsessed with him and everything. Uh, so fixated on him. Q needs the trial to happen. Uh, so it's deeply personal. So Talyn thinks he wants to summon Q, which is beyond her capability. But Picard knows that there's someone else that he could do it. So Picard goes back to Tim Forward Avenue and meets with Guinan again. And she, okay. So she explains 
that there was this long cold war between the Alorians and the Q continuum. And at the end of it, they struck a truce. The Alorians associate unity with food and drink. So they made a truce over a bottle. Now, this is my question. Is Guinan the last Alorian or is she the most important Alorian? Because why does she have that bottle? <laughs> well, we do not. know that the Alorians were, we do know that the Alorians were, uh, assimilate the they were assimilated by the borg so there i don't think there are a lot of them around there are not they they, they were they were scattered by the separated borg. yeah yeah they, uh, they were they, yeah they were scattered all across the galaxy or whatever by the borg but my um, sense was not that she had the one bottle in the universe where this moment was held and she could access it my sense was more like uh you know, to go back to your to your cell phone analogy, it's like um, I have a device that's capable of connecting to the internet, so I can connect to the internet. Like she can tap into. I mean, space time is everywhere, right? So yeah. But this no, was, I, but I she, think the Elorians just said, "Which one of us is a bartender? You, you get the bottle. You get the yeah. bottle. I mean, you get the, she, the sacred Q bottle." She said, "She actually <laughs> said this the card? is that you? bottle." Yeah, you should probably hold on to that. So. Um, it just happened to be a convenient plot device, in my opinion. So the idea is, but it has to make could, sense. She could open <laughs> this bottle. She could summon the Q. She could summon Q with this bottle. Basically, Q is a genie that comes out of the bottle. I don't know, but she opens I, and I felt it like and, that was probably part of why they did it too. I, I could see that as a very Q sense of humor thing to do it that way. Actually, I actually felt like that was very in character for the. If he'd have shown up and he was blue and he said, "Oh, I've got to suck a crick in my neck," <laughs> that would have made me mad. Uh, <laughs> even also, Paramount Disney would have been pissed. With Disney's lawyers, on yeah, that. I was like, Disney wouldn't have let him do that anyway. I really loved that voice that came out of her. Like, it was really creepy. Like, I but I want to know now. Like, so you are a powerful enough species that you can be at war with the Q continuum, but you can't stop your own race from being assimilated by the Borg. Q literally snaps them away from the Borg. Mm. How does this work exactly? Yeah. We don't know. And again, all of you have seen way more Star Trek than me, so I'm just making shit up. <clears throat> so I so would say. They, so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we don't know how a war with creatures that are not fixed in space and time happens. So it could be that the Borg, by the time the Alorians fight them, is way more powerful. Well, I do know or, how. Or that they're not as powerful. I do know how a war between creatures who are not fixed in time or space happens. It looks a lot like the Civil War. I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the perfect way to illustrate how you, mm -hmm. how you guys know more Star Trek than me. You all to, our, about, to our puny about five seconds before I did. Oh, like. I get it. Yeah. You know what? I I, I think just, I, kind of seriously, as much as we ever get serious, <laughs> addressing that. Um, I don't know, but one thing that I do think we can know, uh, you know, for, if that's even the right word. Um, our Q, John Delancey, has been. For the entire time we've known him, pissing off both everyone in the in the, the corporeal universe and the rest of the Q continuum. Sure. So this may all be some elaborate punishment for him. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, considering he's losing his powers. So, but, and yeah, just because we've seen him bamf the Borg around like like golf balls, maybe the rest <laughs> of the continuum is like, we don't do that, asshole. <laughs> yeah, but also he he's could, already been punished once. So, but, but they may have been powers. at war with the Elorians mm. in a way that was not what Q RQ would have done. Yeah, he could be losing his powers also because the the entire continuum is breaking down. That's kind of what I'm thinking is happening. You know, that that's why he's got such a sense of urgency because it's. It's all falling apart. Mm. <laughs> or at least he had a sense of urgency when he saw Picard at the beginning. He's kind of so then, relaxed a bit. <laughs> so do you have more to your theory as to what his plan is? Picard's going to save the queue? Something's falling apart. And for some reason, he thinks that showing Jean-Luc this alternate reality is supposed to change everything. Picard went back in time on his own. I don't know that Q knew that he was going to do that. I don't know. But... um that's i don't really have a theory as to that i just think that uh i think that i don't think that q is doing everything that we're seeing i don't think the q is doing all of it i think he might have had something to do with what they saw in the beginning but when they went back in time i think all bets were off i don't think that uh i don't think that q is q is trying to manipulate what's going on but i don't think that he's the one causing it no he's not i think you're right okay so Kevin Nuxbridge. They didn't, um, that didn't work. The uh, uh, calling uh, Q with the bottle did not work. Uh, that we know of. That we know of. I <laughs> think the detective is a Q. I think the detective. I thought he was too, but. I yeah. hoped he was, but I don't think he is. I think that the detective is Agent Wells from Voyager. I'm not Agent Wells. What's his name? Uh, he calls himself Agent Wells. I think that he's, what's his name? The actor was in an episode of Voyager where he played like a time cop. Mm. Oh, yeah. He played. I um, remember that. He played. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. He I played. While, while, you're looking, while you're looking for that, I'm just going to say for the record, um, I don't. I don't like this. He played. In, <laughs> he, he appeared. In, he appeared in a Voyager episode called Relativity, and the reason I think it, it was the same actor in this episode. He says his name is Agent Wells. In mm-hmm. the Voyager episode, he flew a Wells class ship. That was a time ship. So, I think it's the same. I think it's the same guy. Uh, it just could be conveniently the same Man, actor. I, uh, I, I did not connect that. <laughs> I did not connect I, that. Now I'm mad at myself. I don't. I don't <laughs> like that. You know, the first couple, I was okay with it. You know, like Picard, like the main thing is happening, and Picard gets pulled away on like a side quest. You know, <laughs> like fine, he's out of he's out of commission on the last episode, and then you know, like and like now he's getting. I'm like, it's annoying. Like it, like it. Plot wise, yes, it makes sense that the cops would show up. Yeah, but in terms as an, as a member of the audience, I am like, you're running out of episodes here. Can you all like, <laughs> you gotta like, there's a you got big stakes. You set up those stakes, not me. Don't put like. <laughs> they're actually. If you wanted to have all these side quests, you should not have made the stakes so big for like everybody. Well, I think you, got they double... say there's a limited number of episodes, but we've been we we they've said that Q is also going to be in season three. Yeah, so it looks like I they're definitely just basically making two and three kind of. Yeah, two and three is all going to be one continuous. I think that the, the season is going to end with a cliffhanger. 
And uh, I think you're right. And Each freaking well, episode keeps ending with cliffhangers. I'm, I'm, I'm tired well, of it. David and and John, y'all didn't hear before y'all got here. My my biggest beef with this episode. I don't I don't have a huge problem with the episode per se. I'm just so exhausted from trying to figure this shit out. I just want a story. I'm so I don't over the the mystery box of the of the season. Now let me ask you this though, Rick. Well, would, just, would it be I, better I, if it was dropped all at once? Oh, you mean like yes. you on Netflix? Oh yeah. I, well, I it's it's probably a, it's a byproduct of. I kind of miss the episodic nature that Star Trek used to be because mm-hmm. when I go back and rewatch a TNG episode, that was a mystery box episode. A it's lot of times mystery. I get fed up with the mystery halfway through the episode and I'm like, just get on with it. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, and this is dragging it out over 13 episodes. And, and it, you know, it, previous seasons, I think they've been better about little reveals enough along the way that there was, that, you know, it was like, okay, you follow these breadcrumbs to a small pastry. Enjoy. This one isn't even giving us that. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind them stretching the mystery out. I agree with you that, like, I'm ready for the reveal to happen. But also, I'm I'm fine with it because I'm I'm fine with it. What I don't like is when you keep putting the mystery on the back shelf because, you know this other thing and this other thing mm-hmm. and this other thing. I'm like, you could be able to have your characters engage in the main plot and still have other smaller stories and other little things to do. But, you know, it's... it's Yeah, like last episode, we just had the whole, oh, her daughter's engineered, you know, and, and all this and the eugenics mm-hmm. and that kind of got thrown by the wayside this week like what? which was a reveal we didn't give a shit about <laughs> it was the thing we will I'm it sure wasn't will, shocking it, we know no. who was no it wasn't shocking mentioned before being involved <laughs> with the eugenics program so i'm sure that that will be very relevant before the end of the season I'm okay with mystery boxes as long as when we get to the end i feel like you actually had this planned out and you didn't just throw it in there to go. You know, I go back to uh, Lost because Lost was one of my favorite shows back in the day. Oh, that was a frustrating show. And it became very evident in the last season that they had been promising oh. that all of this was planned all the way to the end. No. And when we got to the last season, you didn't get, you guys didn't have this plan. Well, they you know, it was planned to the end of where they intended to end it. But then you got all these threads like, out you there. Gotta hit, give me two more seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same with Babylon 5. Babylon yeah. 5 was supposed to end in season 5 and, and the network went, we're making money. More! <laughs> and then yeah. it went... But they, at least they, but they did end that story. And mm-hmm. then they yeah. kept going. But they, <laughs> but they, but they ended, like, you know, it was a, I was fine with it. So this... Uh, See, I'm, go ahead. I'm, my, my big fear is that this isn't like the, the uh, reference slash segue into the time cops from Voyager that you're talking about, Sean. Like I, uh, if they're just getting arrested by the FBI and it's just another like save the cat bullshit thing, I will be annoyed if yeah. it's actually like because this whole time I've been like, okay, where are all these time cops from Voyager that were like showing up? Like, wh- where's the temporal fleet? Because like 
me and Matt back in the day, my co-host, we were excited about the temporal fleet. We're like, dude, they're going to do a spinoff of the temporal fleet, the way they're building this. And then they just never did anything with it. Yeah. So like, I really want to see more temporal fleet and be like, what are we doing with that? Like, I'm (laughs) yeah. I'm yeah. I'll be excited if it's them. If there are, if there, if there were time cops and if you do any time travel, you should be able to expect that they would show up at some point because (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're going to know, Hey, Mm -hmm. something's going on in the time stream. This isn't real. And then at the end of the season, (laughs) I want the two cats from temporal investigations interviewing Picard. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you go back in time, Admiral? I want, after they get dragged off, um, uh, I want to see a hand reach up from the bar and grab the bottle and put down this Matt Frewer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Okay, John wins. Devilish. We're done. I think we can stop now. <laughs> There's a couple of uh, trivia things that came up, and mo- most of the stuff we've already kind of mentioned. The uh, the uh, the line where Rio says, "No, I'm from Chile. I just work from outer space." Of course, is a callback to Star Trek Four. And like I said, that's enough callbacks to Star Trek Four. <laughs> <laughs> that was good that was funny the the punk on the on the bus was funny when she first enters picard's mind she hears echoes of things uh picard has said throughout his life including i am locutus of borg shortly after being assimilated by the borg collective in the best of both worlds and telling q uh that he'd rather die as captain of the enterprise than live as an unambitious junior officer in uh tapestry or tapestry um when when Guinan suspects Q is entering her bar on Earth. She puts her hands up in the same claw gesture as when she showed uh, Q when he entered 10 forward in uh, Q Who. So I made a meme a year or so ago where uh, Guinan is standing like this and Picard was standing next to her. And the caption on the meme is Picard is saying, uh, where did you learn that fighting stance or something like that? And she says, I had a teacher. And and then the next panel is... uh, is uh, Whoopi Goldberg from Theodore Rex and the, di- oh, the dinosaur standing there like this. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, well, see, I always associated that with um, the color purple because when she's about to escape Mr. and he comes up and he turned on the hit and she turned on, she does like this, which is an expression of her power, mm-hmm. her, you know, her black magic, black woman power. Mm-hmm. So I presume that, that was an actor choice to recall that same kind of energy. I will kill you dead. Well, that wasn't Whoopi. That was Oprah that said that. I will kill you dead. Um, <laughs> I'll kill him dead. No, I'll kill him dead if he ever hits me. Um, one one thing I saw before, before we started recording tonight, I, I wanted to take notes on it, but I, I didn't have time. Um, the set where the therapy was going on with with Picard and and Maurice was his ready room mm-hmm. and on the desk there was I, I saw a, a a close-up still of all the, the things yeah that they I were saw all crystal that... there was an excelsior class starship mm-hmm. regular one an yep. enterprise an nxo1 enterprise mm-hmm. yeah um, and a, a k9 station or k7 a, yeah station, station k7 and a couple other things. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. I actually paused it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised there wasn't a DS9 there though. Although there mm-hmm. was, there was a kind of further down the desk, things got a little blurry in the in the the the, the screenshot I saw. So, um, 
but it was pretty cool. The stuff that was mm-hmm. on there, like I wouldn't mind owning some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Am guarantee I the only all person... of it is available. <laughs> it will be. Yeah. At least. Am I the only person that when they go into someone's head on one of these sci-fi genre shows, we I just wish we didn't hear echoes of things that we've heard. Like I would just like to hear Patrick Stewart, you know, maybe yeah, throw in a I am Loki, which is a board, but then just have a I really do like tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> Something random that from their life that Can I leave the iron on. Not like, tonight, I don't, Beverly. I'm the captain. <laughs> I don't remember any great speeches or anything, any great points I make, but I do remember that time I went, I do like broccoli. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. I mean, the hell is or, the or just, just the sound of farting in an improper in an improportune moment. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody on the Enterprise could get away with sneaking a fart. The Sean the, Luke the, does not fart. The computer would know it <laughs> and activate the chemical suppression. <laughs> yeah, Mr. O'Brien, uh, I have to poop. Even out now. <laughs> Oh, man. I, don't, I don't know if any of y'all are on the on the Star Trek ship posting group on Facebook, but the uh, the the um, the fact that nobody takes a dump on the on the Enterprise is a long running gag that just it's mm-hmm. it's constantly beamed out so they never have to go to the bathroom. Did you? Do you, any of you guys know the band Ukla the Mock? Yes, I've heard of them. I don't, yes. I don't know their. They have several songs about Star Trek and comic books, and one of them is is about Riker searching for a bathroom on the enterprise (laughs) and that is why he gains weight because he can't use the bathroom it's bad it's bad it's hilarious though there was a uh, there was somebody that created like a 3d um interactive model of the enterprise Oh, it's gorgeous! And CBS tried to slap the shit out of him for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I think you can st- you can still find a walkthrough of it on YouTube, but mm-hmm. you can't actually go and and explore it. Yeah, they, but, they wanted they wanted to do the whole ship, and they wanted to to make it available for download. And CBS went. Well, and according CBS to that, out. there is a bathroom on the bridge. It's directly yeah, across from the uh, the conference room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hidden in that little corner right there. So. Um, you can go in there. You can look around. There's a toilet, a sink, everything. Uh, you know, the only time we saw a bathroom on board a, a starship? It was in First Contact. First Contact. No, no. It was in Star Trek V. When they were they were in the brig and Kirk yeah, hits a button in the face, toilet right? comes, oh, comes out of the wall and he sits down That's on it. right. But I remember First Contact where he uses a sink. So well, they had a sink. They had a sink in there. I guess I should I should clarify a first time and only time we see a toilet because even in okay, in yeah, there's, time, there's, there's a sink. There's a couple of episodes where I remember seeing a sink. I remember uh, uh, Troy there being an episode where she pushes a button and like this counter goes back and there's a sink exposed right there. But of course, there was Riker a bit with Riker Jadzia cooks in his son. Uh, Riker cooks in his quarters and and he has no kitchen. He has like a hot. <laughs> He's cooking on the table. He's, He's got a, like, a hot plate. And, <laughs> and Worf's the only one that thinks it's any good. And he's like Ooh. supposed to be making he's supposed to be making this great breakfast, but all he makes is eggs. I mean, it's just eggs. That's it. <laughs> eggs are great. You don't know. All these different worlds, they probably have spices blow your mind. <laughs> just... ever, any of y'all ever read the the uh, the the novel that came out just after uh superman the movie called last son of krypton 
Uh, it was a, a paperback that came out. I, I read it like a dozen times. And uh, it, in it, there, uh, Superman goes to like this planet to buy this spice that like one microgram of it in a, he says one microgram of it in a bucket of mop water would make any human think it was the most delicious thing on earth. <laughs> no. It just <laughs> absolutely irrelevant to anything other than uh, what Dave just said. No, <laughs> man, I'm all about it. I like when people bring up things that are relevant only to things that I say. <laughs> I did watch uh, this weekend. I did sit down and watch uh, the remaster of the motion picture. And um, I, I've been too hard on that movie. It was okay. It's good. I mean, it's a good I movie. I have been saying that for did years. Did it have the but... overly long, like, pan over the ship? Like, I mean, of course. It's, and, and it's still too long. It's still it's too long. Not but it's not long enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> they needed to do two laps around the ship. <laughs> But I mean, overall, I think the mo- the movie itself is too long. But it's uh, <laughs> but it was. I I've, mean, I've I've I said this it. before, and I'll say it again. Y'all need to watch the movie with the director's commentary on, because if you hear Robert Wise talking about how that movie got made, and how he was carrying literally carrying a wet print from the developers to mm-hmm. the goddamn premiere, it's a miracle that movie's as coherent as it is. Yep, they were shooting without a script. No, most of the time, and the and all of the special effects shot shots. Wise never had a chance to see them before they went out on they they premiered it. He didn't get a direct. There is no director's cut. There's a later director's cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't watch with uh, commentaries on because I don't want to deprive my wife of my commentary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give that one a second thought. And, uh, the, but the, uh, John Dykstra also was talking about how the the V'ger model was like 30 feet long or well, 12 feet long rather and they had so many like organic bits on it to make it look organic so it was like like i don't know like tripe and shit on it that it was literally disintegrating as they were filming they had the like they had to work so fast with it and it still took them like three weeks to shoot the the the, the V'ger flyover yeah that literally parts of the ship were rotting as they were moving Ugh. down it <laughs> Yeah, like the scene when uh, Kirk is telling Decker that he's taking command or whatever, and Decker's like, "Why?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Because you're a disgusting pedophile." Stephen Collins just kind of problematic. That's why. <laughs> now, if there was a way to recut the film and get Collins out of it, that would be awesome. But yeah, that's, that's not. Possible. <clears throat> it's not possible. Not with the whole subplot the love subplot but yeah. whatever oh man you can they've got deep fake now you can just oh put yeah tom <laughs> selleck on there yeah they can <laughs> cgi somebody else's face on there yeah just <laughs> stick like one of the you know dukes of hazard on there <laughs> make it samuel L. jackson i mean it'd, that'd be funny oh that would be oh god <laughs> back on delta four mother <laughs> <laughs> i'm tired of these snakes on this month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we almost got Sean to say it. Almost got him to say it. Almost. <laughs> no, I already have to beep out where you say it. <laughs> so, All right. Check out our uh, our Patreon. It's pa- patreon.com slash infinite potato where you'll find early access to episodes. You'll find our movie commentaries. I am probably in the next week or so going to release one of the movie commentaries that we've already done to the general audience so you guys can kind of get a run, taste run run while you can you kind of just can kind of get a taste of uh 
of what we do, and I will. Uh, I'll probably put You'll up. Never a poll. get that taste out of your mouth. I'll put up. A I poll. was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put up a poll and ask you guys uh, which one you want to you want to see because uh, we've done several. I mean, we did the room. We did uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. We did uh, what was the one where the two guys were joined together? They had two heads. Broke back. Oh, the thing with two heads. <laughs> no. The thing with two heads. And yeah, then the there was uh, Frankenstein <laughs> and uh, the Frank. Oh shoot. No. Yeah. No. This is the. We did the, a Frankenstein one. We did Frankenstein meets uh, the Wolf. Oh, Frankenstein meets the Wolf. Yeah. 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 Derp. All right. So, See, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll be putting that out uh, sometime this week. So uh, we're going to be hey, doing... Mar- Don't forget Santa Claus defeats the Martians or, or whatever. Yes. Yeah, Santa, oh, yeah, Santa Claus that's a good one. conquers the Martians. Yeah, Conquers. That's what he did. Um, yeah. So what do you guys do with the Evil Dead movies? Well, the next one we've got planned is uh, <laughs> Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. And we're probably not going to record it next week probably the week after that we'll probably do do that you've been saying that for like three months Sean. yeah i know but I've got to, <laughs> I, I, I want to do it i want to do it on the weekend so that scott can join us but i've got to work next saturday night so it's not gonna be so many week. weekends have come and gone i know it was rick's fault me initially yeah. it was rick's fault yes. we were we were gonna do it the week that you had a show <laughs> i worked two weekends a year god <laughs> all right so uh yeah, join join us for uh, three dollars a month, or you can become a producer like Brandon Ushio, Dell Goodall, and Tom Corcoran. That's uh, being a member at the ten dollar level. So go and check that out at patreon.com slash infinite potato. And uh Rick, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me elsewhere here on the Infinite Potato Network, uh on Starbase 66 and Open the Iris and uh that Star Trek podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. So hey, congratulations, you found me. <laughs> now put him back. Put me down. Put me down. Jim, what about you? Same as Rick, except for Open the Iris. Uh and yeah, I'm around. <laughs> All right. John, where can we find you? Before I answer that, oh God, uh, he has no. What's happening? What's happening? No, I just I uh, I wasn't on the episode that uh, you recorded, like about the previous episode, mm-hmm. and like I was listening, uh, and I was screaming at you because <laughs> some of the things you said were not right. All right, so well, that's me? not uncommon. Or, or Sean? Yes. Or so first. <laughs> About the jazz band keeping up with uh, Girardi's changing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen live jazz, but a band can keep up with whatever. The The singer has to sing the first bar or so, and they're like, okay, I know where you're going with this. And then they, and then they, that's, that's a jazz band. If, now, if it had been, you know, a, like, you know, a classical orchestra, maybe not, but a jazz band, that's what they do. We had this conversation uh, okay. on my show, but if yeah. she if she calls all, right, all the I'll lights, give you that. if she calls all the lights, I was about to say now I can't. I, I, I wrote it down. Can't really help you on the spotlight thing. Unless, yeah. How, how did the spotlight um, guy know, know where to? Shine unless the spotlights. the spotlights are set up to be uh, have a remote control. There's a control panel. She could have hacked the control panel. She did Nano, nanobots. There you go. Terry, Mata- Terry Metalla said actually that they had a scene where she hacked the controls and then they, they were just like, yeah, screw it. Cut it. Uh, you know, that would have made it's so much better. Yeah. Right. And the other thing, uh, Picard blood, um, he's built synthetic like the girl who never knew that she was a synth. 
So yes, her blood looks like human blood. His blood looks like human blood. He is effectively human, except he's not. He is effectively human, except he's not. Yes. Yeah. Though you're right, Rick, and I actually you you'll be happy. I wrote this down. Uh, indistinguishable from human, though you're right, Rick, comma, this could all be cute. So there you go. Well, thank you. You can find yeah, me I on just, Captain I Dan just show. think that if, if this... <laughs> Don't interrupt me, Sean. This Gollum, <laughs> this Gollum is created by a Soong. If Data got hit by a car, it wouldn't have killed him. Data got hit by a car and picked it up they and made him. It. They said <laughs> well, when they made him, that yeah, they built they... him basically with the same body of a man his right. age. Because like, we listen mm-hmm. to you, we know you don't want to be you know, well, no, yeah, the only thing they that they said, his... the only thing that they said was that they made him so that he wouldn't live any longer than he would have originally. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not all that they said. Remember, Play initially, he had a, a synthetic heart. Play it back. Play it back. And they said that he, they that never not, mentioned he, it again. They I didn't mean... make him super strong. They didn't make him super tough. They made him, you know, functional and strong for his age, but not, you know, gentlemen, he we couldn't can rebuild him. No, yeah, we can make him faster. We, have, we can make him we stronger. Have the technology. You know, we have the technology. Data was built <clears throat> fully functional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. So uh, you know, <laughs> if, you're welcome. If, if he can have hydraulic fuel or fluid, uh that's, I guess Picard can have blood. I think that's what Tal- that's what uh uh I keep calling her Talon. What what what's Talon's name in the future? Laris. Yeah, Laris. I think that's what Laris was counting on. Mm. Was Picard being fully functional? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can hopefully. find me on Captain Game Show, Trivia <laughs> Wordplay uh, podcast on the Infinite Potato Alliance uh, network. <laughs> All of these fine people have been guests, and I'm sure we'll be again at some point. But uh, uh, please check it out. I've just started. Uh, aside from the, <laughs> aside from the uh, three rounds of gameplay and the one round of improv, there is a season long game that I do every year called the Hidden Game, where I Drop. That yours? Dog. It's not mine. <laughs> it's not yours. No, it's, it's. I don't have one. It's outside. Um, where I drop clues. Uh, in each every in every episode, I drop a different clue every episode. And this year, the game is different every time. This year, the clues are actually infused into the body of the episode. So you, so you have to listen to the episode. Every episode has a clue in it. Once all the clues have been dropped, I will give you a riddle that will allow you to solve the clues, win the prize. Enjoy your day. This time I'm keeping track. You sounded so enthusiastic <laughs> explaining that. Are you having fun? I love, I love <laughs> that's it. That is excited for John. Are you are you kidding? Or me? <laughs> me? No, I love I love doing the hidden game. I love it. And I and I I love making it different every time. So this what? time. I have made it quite clear where the clues are. You will definitely hear what the clues are. Okay, now now you is. now you seem excited, but you won't know what to do with them until. The, well, I I'm excited. <laughs> now you sound giddy. That's what I want to hear. Well, you just had to ask me if I like the hidden game. <laughs> I love it so much with all my being. Dave, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at uh, Star Trek Universe podcast. That's where uh, me and my oldest friend talk about Star Trek, as we've been doing since we were six years old. That's quite a few years. And if you're into the uh, DC multiverse on film and television, dconscreen.com, that's uh, another podcast I'm, I'm doing. 
And uh, can I just say that Picard is kind of like an ex who like you abs- accidentally run into like three or four times in a week. <laughs> and then it's like suddenly you're like, oh, oh, they're oh, they're stalking me. Picard is over here going like Q is obsessed with me. Dude, he has talked to you like seven times in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> can we just say it's been like seven times in 50 years? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. He's not obsessed. It's every once in a while. He's like, hey, I'm going to go screw with this guy. He was fun. You know, it's yeah, it's like it's like when you see a celebrity. I'm like, yeah, it's a big deal for you. But they do this like literally all day long. Unless yeah. there's unless there's Q, unless there's things that Q did that weren't big enough to make episodes about. So yeah. every, every once in a while, Q just shows up and puts a lot of pepper on on Jean Luc's steak or something, and <laughs> then mismatches his socks, or he just <laughs> he just loosens the salt shaker lid and leaves it, and then he orders the pizza without anchovies, and then anchovies. <laughs> that's the mystery that I want solved. That's the thing I want. That's that's the answer to the mystery. Okay, I want it to be not that Picard has all this baggage with his mom and shit. I want it to be that, like, every time Picard gets close to someone romantically, it turns out to be cute. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, it's just a prank. They call, it, they call the episode Q-fished. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every time he's like, well, we, this is our third date. I think we're getting along very well. It's like, oh, bon I agree, Mon Capitan. <laughs> no, damn it, Q. We're going to in love with her. You know, uh, I, I keep a saddle on the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying I want it to be Slash. Like, no, no Cupid card Slash. I just, you know, wanted to be where Picard is not into it and Q keeps messing with him. I would love it if Susie showed up in the last episode and just grabbed Q by the ear and dragged him off. <laughs> there you go. I'm wondering what happened with that. Like, don't you have a kid? Where's your kid? Yeah, where's the kid? Maybe we, don't, maybe we don't want to know. <laughs> I want so many things. What was the uh, what was the girl who was adopted by humans? She was the Q who was oh, adopted was by humans. Olivia Dabo played Olivia her. Yeah, Dabo's yeah, yeah. Character, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to wrap up to that. That's, I just I want, I want that anthology. She's, she's still pining over Riker after all these years. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Honestly, I have been saying since the Next Generation that I want like more of Guinan's story. Like mm-hmm. it, like it, like. And now you, you know, every it. now and then would come up. So if you did another movie, what would you want? To, like, well, if it was me, I would want to see the Q Guinan story. So I'm kind of getting that. So I can't really say anything. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, they they granted my genie bottle. I'm getting that, but I'm kind of. I mean, I don't understand. No, it needs why. to be good. I want it to be good. I just don't I, understand why <laughs> she why she's in possession of that bottle. It's just, it just doesn't it's make not, sense. It, it, okay, so if I tell, so if I. Can you head canon it that it's not a particular bottle? It's just any bottle will do. No, it's because like, she uh, said it was this bottle. Yeah, but it's any yeah. bottle. <laughs> it's like what's what's like? There's some like any pool of water. I'm, I'm trying to. I can't remember what it is, but it's like. Is it Merlin? It's, it's not. Like it's homeopathy. Like, no, it's like something like like Lady of any, the Lake or something. You know what? It's like have, let's let's go with Monsters Inc. Monsters doors. <laughs> it's not a particular door. Any door will do. They all connect oh. to the same thing. Well, that's it's like that, that that haunted shark movie. <clears throat> any any bit of water, the shark. The, the... That's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah. Well, it's not, but that'll work. <laughs> I used to know a couple of guys who felt that way. Any hole will do. 
there's, there's, they're all connected. Hey, y'all. And if you want to contact the show, you can leave us a voicemail on Anchor, or you can send us an email. You can address it to Dave, D A V E. I'll take it gladly. You can send us an email or a Facebook message. I'm to, sorry, find out, what to find out how to do those things, just go to our uh, website at infinitepotato.com. Click on the link for that Star Trek podcast and you'll find it. So uh, we will be back next week. Hopefully you will join us. Uh, next week's episode, episode eight, is called Mercy. Until then, thanks for being here. And remember, I bet five drink Picard is a blast. <laughs> <laughs>